Well, hey, everybody, this is Pastor Nate, and I want to welcome you to our very first Growth Group Leader audio training. Our goal with these is to provide you regular training sessions that will help you grow as a leader and ultimately to help uh, your group members grow as well uh, in their relationship with the Lord and also with, in their relationship with each other. And, you know, in past seasons, we've done these uh, training sessions in person, but but the fact is we know that you guys are busy and you have full schedules. Um, and even by virtue of being a growth group leader, you're already committing extra time every week to leading that group. And so we didn't want to take more time uh, out of your schedules. We'd rather bring the leader training to you. So that's what this is. And before I introduce our guests today, I just wanted to remind you, first of all, what, what our vision is as growth group ministry. And hopefully this will sound very familiar to you. The vision of growth groups is to love God, to grow people, and to serve our city. If that sounds familiar, hopefully it should. That's the first three parts of our vision uh, as Cornerstone Church. And that's on purpose because growth groups are a microcosm of our, church, our larger church. And the, the design there is that growth groups would help take our larger vision and bring it down uh, into a smaller group of people. Our hope is that these wouldn't just be, you know, pie-in-the-sky kinds of goals, but that they would really be things that you would latch on to and think about and remember as you're leading your groups. Leaders, you guys are doing an awesome job uh, in, in supporting our vision here. Uh, and so I just want to say, keep it up. Keep up the great work that you've been doing. Uh, and let's inspire each other uh, to, to grow and to raise the bar of excellence. With that, let me introduce the two guests that I have with me today. Uh, Abby Newton is one of the members of our growth group leadership team, and she also leads a women's growth group that's a hybrid of in-person and virtual uh, together. So welcome, Abby. Thanks. And my second guest, I think, will be well known to you. Uh, Pastor Andy leads a growth group uh, that was one of the first to take the leap from in-person into virtual. So welcome, Andy. Hey, I'm happy to be here. And uh, Abby, looking forward to the conversation with you as well as you, Nate. Yeah, thanks. Well, let's jump right into it here. So I'll start with you, Andy. What, what's one of the differences th about leading a virtual group than an in-person one? What kind of adjustments have you had to make? Yeah, you know, I, I think the, the in-person group, uh, when we have people walking into our living room sort of one by one, you have those impromptu conversations that, that are really, really valuable. Hey, how you doing? And those one-on-one -on -one connections in a, in a virtual setting. Uh, you have a little bit of that because if you're on, you know, I always try to be on 10 or 15 minutes before um, the meeting starts so that if people want to log on early and we can chit-chat. But you have to be more intentional about it. And, and then you've got some of those awkward, you know, you're talking to somebody, somebody else tunes in. And, and so I, I think for me, really just intentionality, um, being a little bit more systematic and making sure that everybody gets heard and gets, gets to talk and those things. And even if not everybody's comfortable talking in the context of the study itself, um, with our group, we, we always start by asking people to give reports, you know, and just uh, report sounds a little more official than it is, but just like, how are you doing, you know, and uh, what's been new in your, your life these uh, last couple of weeks. And so uh, we just go around the horn and 
and and in in a in a more casual setting, you know, in our living room, we might not do that because that would just happen more intuitively or, or naturally. Um, we just we're intentional about that. So I think that's one of the things. And then just just reading people, you know, I, I think it's really important for a leader to try to be be attentive to the people in the group, and and so you're you're looking for ways to engage people and that person that's really shy or introverted or whatnot um, to to find appropriate ways to draw them out. So I'm really big on watching the screen, and and if there's any um, if there's any indication that that they're going to talk, I try to I try to you know jump on it. So you know if 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 I see Abby reaching for her mute switch on on Zoom, I, and but somebody else starts talking before her, she's going to back off. Um, but but I'm making sure I'm going to come back when that person's done. Abby, you were going to say something, weren't you? Why don't you why don't you share that with us? So just a couple things. Yeah, that's great. That's so helpful. Thanks, uh, Abby. How about you? How how has it changed for you as you've moved into a virtual group? What's some of the adjustments you've had to make? I think one of the biggest differences, um, my group is um, a lot of moms with young kids. And um, one thing that's been nice about attending in person in the past was that we had childcare. Um, obviously, that's been harder to come by uh, with COVID especially. So um, it's been a lot of fun though to have um, our kids you know, in the room with us. Um, sometimes they're, they're photobombing Sometimes they're, you know, asking for snacks or coloring on my notes, but um, I think it's a lot of fun for all the ladies to interact with each other's kids um, in ways that we don't get to normally when we're in person because they're all in the nursery. Um, I've even seen, um, you know, people have their their cats popping on the screen, and it's just fun to get a glimpse into um, their lives at home. Um, But it's also a little bit of a challenge to keep your kids entertained and, you know, keep them out of mischief when you're trying to talk or, or share with each other. Now, did you rehearse that to have your daughter jump in no, right there on the scene? No, that was just scene? perfect timing. Pretty, pretty awesome, I might, I might right. say. Yeah. <laughs> that was right on. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about what surprised you about Zoom? Have, have there been some, some good things about having Zoom meetings that you've really enjoyed? Um, honestly, I think one of the best things is just how much easier it is to meet together when you have other things going on. One of the ladies in my group um, works, I believe, in Loyal or something like that. But if she were to drive all the way in for our um, Bible study and then try to make it back to work, she'd have to leave 15 minutes early. But she can um, join at home and leave just in time for work and not miss out on anything. Or um, last winter, even before COVID started, we had a lot of moms that oh, my kids got the sniffles, I have to keep them home, and sometimes would have to miss three weeks in a row. So um, that's one thing that's been really nice about virtual is that people don't have to feel like they have to miss out because somebody's sick or because they have something else going on. I think I even had somebody um, out of town, and she still you know, joined because she really wanted to be part of the Bible study. Um, so you know, physical location isn't as big of a limitation as it used to be. Yeah, there's a real convenience to it. We're, Abby, you and I are in a, a different growth group together too. And, mm-hmm. and do you remember one time we had someone tune in while they were driving? They yeah. just put the <laughs> put their phone up on the dashboard and just listened in. It was it's great. It's not illegal at all, is it? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. we don't, just so you know, we, we're not condoning illegal activity here at Cornerstone, all right? But, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it might have been hands-free. That's, a, that's the rule, right? Nice. You have to be hands free. Yeah, yeah. We'll put a copyright or a disclaimer. A disclaimer. In there, yeah. Let's not tell our insurance company, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's some good things uh, to the virtual experience, but I think probably we'll jump to some of the annoyances too. You know, what what are 
some of the difficulties and, and how have you worked through some of the annoyances of dealing with Zoom or, or another virtual platform? Yeah, I, I think just working through the, the learning curve, you know, for folks. And, and so, um, you know, some people, you're in a different environment, just like you would say you show up at a brand new church and you're going to growth group. Zoom almost feels like a brand new, you know, scene. And so I, I think that brings out people's insecurities. And sometimes the way they cope with that is by talking more than they otherwise might. or And they don't realize that they're they're sort of taking over the conversation. Because if once you get your mute switch off, you can kind of have that conversation. So for, for, for me, working through that, it's just been engaging you know some of those people in advance and helping them be comfortable with the technology I, I met with a gal on zoom prior to her joining our group and just walked her through like this is how you do your mute switch and it's stuff that you know as a growth group leader you're not not necessarily going to be passionate about but w w when you consider you know how that influences the participation in the group it's actually kind of fun and it's a good way to have a more personal connection with a person so I think just working through like you said some of the technology issues um, training people to, to ride their mute switches, you know. By this time, a year into this, people are so much better. You know, at the mm -hmm. beginning, nobody had a clue that there was even such a thing as a mute switch, right? So uh, now people kind of get it, and, and it's good. Yeah, do you ever feel like when we go back to in-person, like we're going to want to give people mute switches for the in-person <laughs> meetings? I've heard too. that they want to give a pastor a mute switch, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to try not to let that happen. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you find that you need to be more of a almost a, a referee a little bit, you know, because w there's a little bit of a lag with with uh, Zoom and, and so people may start talking over each other and do you have to feel like you have to kind of call on one person or how does it change just your, your leadership of a group when you're in that setting as opposed to in person? I think for, for me, it's, yeah, it's just having my eyes on the screen. And, you know, it's easy to look at yourself, you know, on the screen and, like, make sure you look okay, you know, whatever. But just trying to scan um, that screen and make sure, you know, and, and seeing where people are at. And our, our groups have been really good about um, – about backing up, you know, if, if both people's talk at one time, usually it's different to the other person. But but just more that from a standpoint of drawing out that person that didn't get to talk because then they kind of feel insecure about it and, you know, oh, I, I stepped on that person. I don't know if I should have said anything. And I just want to celebrate people talking. So I'm always looking to draw that out. Yeah, yeah, well said. Abby, going back to you and, and talking about your switch from uh, an in-person to avert, well, I guess a hybrid uh, in-person and virtual group. Um, you know, you've got a group that uh, has people from all different walks of life, all women, but, um, you know, some are very comfortable with technology and it's a huge part of their life, but some are, um, you know, it's scary for them. And the idea of, a, a, you know, turning on Zoom, you know, they wouldn't even know how to begin. How have you navigated that? Because you've been very successful in getting people involved in your group. Yeah, so a couple of different um, aspects I feel like kind of play into that. One is just because of COVID, because of the social isolation, people just really crave fellowship and social interaction. So if the only way we can get it is virtually, people are have been very enthusiastic about just even seeing each other's faces, getting into fellowship with each other. So some of it's come naturally. Um, it does help, too, that um, we offer at least in our case, an in-person option. And people, um, I, th I feel like the first time everybody that was a little uncomfortable with online was in person and they could kind of see how we do it and kind of get used to it. And then um, maybe have one week where they can't show up and then they've already been kind of prepped for this is how you join. Um, 
there's been a lot of cool interactions where I've seen them help each other. Um, somebody will lean over and, oh, push this button and look for that and um, get really excited for each other when they figure it out. And I even had somebody high-fiving each other. They were so excited that they were figuring it out. But um, We're not supposed to do that, Abby. Ah, right. Virtual high, virtual, virtual high five. five. Another okay. another disclaimer, please, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We did um, a tutorial. Um, we were talking about online resources um, because not everybody has a big old concordance or a big um, commentary, and so we were talking about online resources for Bible study or even just how to access the handouts and the materials. Um, and they were like, well, I tried to follow that website, and there was nothing there, or I tried to do this, and I don't know how to do that. And so I actually just took you know, 10 minutes and just did a tutorial. I shared my screen and just went to the website and said, you know, do this, click here. I also find it really helps to not just say, look for the mute button, look for the camera button, but you know, in your lower left corner, look for the button that looks like a microphone, that's your mute button. Look for the button that looks like an old fashioned camcorder. I feel like if you're more descriptive, it's a little easier to find what you're looking for. Yeah. Andy, uh, one of the things that could potentially be really awkward in uh, a virtual meeting is, is how do you do prayer? Um, and so you've had that, in, I guess, in a couple different occasions, uh, and maybe give us some advice on how prayer works best in a Zoom meeting. In a growth group context, I, I think it is tough. And one of the unique dynamics for our group is um, we have a lot of folks that have never been in a growth group before mm-hmm. that are maybe new to our church, even new to the faith, um, uh, you know, recently. And I love that dynamic. That's the kind of dynamic we wanted. But but I, I do think um, the virtual piece makes it harder uh, for them to feel comfortable to pray. So what I've been doing is just kind of inching that direction. So last week I said, um, guys, we haven't really asked you to pray, and, and I've just led the prayers, but I just want you to know in a couple weeks, I'm going to ask you to participate. And so again, sort of that soft approach with people, you know, not to say all of a sudden, here's a microphone, pray, but but to say this is where we're going. And and then so we got to last night, and um, I, I said, okay, I'm going to ask Christy to start. Christy's, you know, my wife, and, and she did. And then I'm going to leave some time here. And if there's a couple minutes of awkward silence, it's okay, you know. And, and I kind of anticipated there would be. So again, I'm trying to not not create a negative experience for people, but to, to prepare them and, and allow silence to be acceptable. Mm. And guess what? There was two minutes of silence or however long, you know, we waited and nobody prayed and that's fine. And I didn't make a big deal out of it. I just prayed at the end. And frankly, two minutes of silence in the middle of a day, that ain't bad, right? True. Um, so, uh, so we did that and I'll come back to it again next time. And, and, uh, and, and I think my experience over is is that in these kinds of things, over time, people become more and more comfortable, and it'll take somebody having some courage to be the first one that's not the pastor's wife or the pastor, you know, to do it. Yeah. But um, I think acknowledging it's not easy, it's 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 tricky. So I've done a lot of the praying, and if you're a growth group leader, I would think that's appropriate, you know, in these contexts. But also to to start to inch towards, hey, uh, let's pray together mm-hmm. and let's pray for each other, and some of those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, First of all, I'll just say, you know, what a great leadership principle uh, mm-hmm. that you're showing here, you know, of, of giving people um, kind of a, an idea of what's coming down the pike, you mm-hmm. know, and not putting them on the spot. Uh, but you've now you've mentioned two different ways that you've done that. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, just letting people get used to a new idea. And just to, I think that's just a great thing for us to learn uh, just as leaders. I also wanted to mention, I, I'm two weeks into a, a virtual group that I helped uh, start as well. And one of the things that's been helpful for us, uh, at the very beginning of the meeting, we say, we're going to pray at the end uh, and collect prayer requests. And we're just going to ask one person to pray. Uh, who would be willing to do that? And, and then there's that awkward silence, and that's okay. And then someone each time has said, I'll do it. And they take notes, and then they pray. And so that's just another option just, to, just to offer to you guys. Love that. I might try that. Yeah. <laughs> Abby, uh, just switching gears here a little bit. You have a unique group because your group is hybrid. So you've got some people in the room with you and you have some women that are uh, virtual. And so to help us navigate that a little bit. How have you made that work? What are maybe some of the challenges and, and how do you make get through this? I think one of the biggest challenges is um, people online being able to hear people in the room and vice versa. Um, or even being able to see each other. So as far as the visual, I have two devices, one that I don't connect to audio because I've learned you get really bad feedback if you mm -hmm. connect both devices. Um, but I have one device that's facing the room so that um, whoever's online can see everybody in the room. Um, and then the other one obviously is facing me um, for my um, discussion. And you know, I use my computer a lot to pull up um, either slides or documents or that kind of thing. Um, so that takes care of the visual. The audio is a little bit harder. Um, I hook my computer up to the TV so that um, at least the people online can um, be heard really well because I can turn the volume up on the TV. It's a little trickier with um, people in the room. Sometimes I remind them to speak louder, and sometimes I just have to repeat what they said um, mm -hmm. so that people online can hear. And anything to add as, as we've been talking here, anything that we may not have covered yet or you wanted to just add to what we've talked about already? Yeah, I think just just having fun with it, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it, the, the technology can be intimidating. I, th I think just acknowledging that it can be awkward sometimes, like, yeah, there's a lag time. Sometimes you open up your mute switch at the same time and you talk over each other. So what? You know, yeah, sometimes your kid interrupts, you know, while you're while you're talking. And so what? You know, mm -hmm. it's OK. And um, I think just having fun uh, with it. Uh, we, we had a um, last night one of our uh, families has a, a special needs child and she's talked about the, the child um, but we hadn't gotten to meet him and so last night at the end a few of us were hanging on afterwards and I tried as a leader not be the first to hit end meeting for all you know if people want to linger just hanging out a little bit and so here she said to one of the other people that knew her son hey can can I bring so-and-so to you and uh, he'd love to see you and say can you say hi and 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 she basically said well Andy you can stay too <laughs> and uh, and which is great so I got we got to meet her son and mm. it's not you know I, I remain convinced that in-person um, connections are vital and so this isn't a, um, a perfect solution to everything but it's a really good solution um, to to where we're at now and it might be a better solution in some contexts ongoing so we, we might keep meeting in some zoom capacity you know in some capacity via zoom just because it's convenient and because we can engage people that way you can have personal connection it's not a either or one or the other so it was really sweet um, she brought her son we said hey man how's it going and he yeah. said hello and you know there there we got to connect with him we wouldn't have done that if it was in person because he wouldn't have come you know yeah. so I think celebrating the opportunities and engaging them and you know we can we can I don't like zoom da 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 I get that but 
here we are, and man, we've had some great discussions. I, I've been in tears listening to my growth group members multiple times uh, share about, um, about how they're growing and the things that they're learning. Yeah, yeah thanks. And you know, I just, I, I'm hearing a couple of recurring things, themes here. You know, one is uh, just acknowledging uh, that, that not everything works. Um, or it, or something could be awkward, and but we're going to press through it. Uh, but then affirming, you know, the good that is happening in the midst of it. And, and I want to thank you two for being early adopters here, and um, and just you were committed to your groups first, and so y- your goal was just okay. How do we make it work um, in this virtual world? And uh, and you pushed through it, and and there were awkward points along the way, but now. You've got nine months of, of stories to share about, you know, relationships developed and prayers prayed and, um, you know, disciples made, you know, along the way uh, that we, we would have had to just put pause on otherwise. Uh, so thanks for that. And just, you know, again, to say for those of you that are, are, are more inclined to the in-person groups, uh, that this can still be a great option for one of those, you know, 12 inches of snow fall and you're you're all home you can connect together and still have your group meet um or you know in the middle of summer when somebody's on vacation you can still get together and check in um so there's just there's opportunities i think to use this uh even uh past pandemic well just in closing i do want you all to know that cornerstone does have a zoom account um so if if you would like to explore options perhaps you're an in-person group that wants to uh, add a virtual element or have a hybrid group to allow some people in that um, that aren't comfortable being in person we'd love to help you get that set up if you have uh, any questions um, come to me, let me know how I can help you. Uh, I'd love to help you make that transition uh, as much as possible. Um, but again, just to echo Andy's words, a thank you for, uh, for pressing through and for continuing to engage people uh, and engage them with the Lord. Um, and I know that, that Jesus is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. So thanks for joining us for our first ever uh, audio leadership training. And uh, we look forward to doing some more of these uh, with you later. Uh, But continue pressing on, and we'll check in with you guys later. Thanks uh, to Andy and Abby for for being a part of this. You're very welcome. Thank you.